How did do? How did do, podcast family? How are you? I trust that you are well. It has been a minute, but we are happy to still be in the land of the living and to be able to lift a hallelujah anyhow. If this is your first time joining us, then it's a hearty welcome. And if you have been joining us over the seasons, then we just want to say thank you. Thank you for just being there. Thank you for your support. And this is your girl, MGW. And this is another episode of The Spoken Word. For this episode, I just want to encourage our hearts real quickly. And we'll be doing that through a psalm. We do know that the psalm, anything that you need, you can always go into the book of Psalms. Because there is a psalm for everything. And the beautiful thing about it is that some are even songs. And this one that we're going to look at, it is actually a song, a beautiful song, a, a song where, you know, a song of lamentation, but it is a song. But before we go any further, let us just do our short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are our God. We thank you there, Father, that you know everything about us and nothing at all that we can tell you right now would be a surprise to you. You are all-knowing, all-powerful, almighty. You are God. And with all of that, you remain faithful. And so, Lord, even now, we just ask that you come into our hearts. Search our very hearts, even now. See if there be any wicked ways within us. And just cleanse us, we pray. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And creating us clean hearts and renew your right spirit within us, their Father. Lord, we recognize that we can't go, we can't do, we can't be without your presence. And so we want to be where you are. And so, Lord, just have your way even now as we go into your word and try to glean from your word that which you want us to receive. Lord, we give you all the glory, the honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And so the psalm that I want us to look at, and maybe not in its entirety, but maybe four verses, is Psalm 61. Psalm 61. I don't know if this is a popular one, and chances are it is a popular one because I'm sure in the Caribbean we do sing this one as a song. So even if we're not reading the words, then chances are we may be singing it. And I want to use two versions quickly. I'll be using the King James Version and the Passion Translation. King James says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. And we know that that is meant to be pause. And that's exactly where we're going to pause with Psalm 61. Let me just go over to the Passion Translation. As I said, for some of us, it's a song. When we don't remember it even as a scripture or as a psalm, we tend to remember it as a song. So Psalm 61 is exactly the words of the song from maybe verses 1 through to 3. But let's hear how the Passion Translation puts the same psalm, which is said to be a prayer for protection. And as we said, a song. Oh God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart's cry. For no matter where I am, 
even when I'm far from home. I will cry out to you for a father's help. When I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me when I'm held firmly in your wraparound presence. Keep me in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow, hiding my life in you forever. Pause in his presence. And there we would have heard just two different translations of Psalm 61. But regardless of which translation, because you may even decide to look at it from another translation, and that is very good. But regardless of which translation we use, one thing or a few things remain common with this is that David went to the Lord, not sure what situation it was, but clearly he was at a point where he was experiencing some amount of distress. And what I like is that if David experienced it then and we are experiencing it now, then it means that we can use the same application we can use the same approach that David took. And for David, he went to the Lord, but he went to the Lord with humility. Chances are he could have tried something else, but David knew that God always came through for him. And he's proven, he's tested, he's tried. And with that, we can also, as I said, take the same approach and go to God. And I want to say capital God, because especially now, there are so many different avenues that one can try for help. Will the result be lasting? No. They, they, it may be a temporary help. We can go to a friend and a friend may have what to say to us and for the moment it works. We can maybe go to a therapist and, you know, the list. The list continues in terms of the different avenues or the different persons that we could go to. But David decided to go to creator God. David decided to go to father because father knows father cares. And God is the creator of the heaven and the earth and all that is within. So who else better to go to? than the one who knows everything, all-knowing God, all-powerful God, almighty God. And so David humbly went to him and he said, attend unto my prayer, hear my cry, hear my prayer. Because I believe David was saying this because David is saying, you know, I'm always coming to you, I've always come to you, but I'm begging you to hear this one. I'm at this point where if you don't hear, if you don't attend to my prayer, if you don't come to my prayer, then I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where else to go. Maybe for some of us, we would have tried or we're at a point where we've tried other things. And now we're saying, you know what? God, I, I have to take this one to God. And so this humility, this is the first thing that I want us to see in this in this passage that David humbled himself and he said, you know what, God, hear my cry and attend unto my prayer. In other words, 
Don't let this one just pass through. But I pray that it comes from a place where you can hear and answer. And I'd want to think that David wanted a timely response from God for the situation that he was in at the time when he wrote this one. And he was then saying, you know, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. And that I believe is so many of us cries. We're feeling feeble and overwhelmed by life. It's as if, you know, if we were keeping a score, then life, you're at one or you're at ten, we're at zero. You know, the situation, it's at ten, we're at zero. But then it, it's, it, it feels as if then so many things are happening and it's all above us. It's over our heads. Feel as if we're almost drowning. Like, you know, the water has risen and we're in a dangerous tight spot. I, I think you're feeling that way too. I feel, I'm, I'm almost thinking it's almost like a general feel for so many of us that, you know, it may be work-related, relational, rela relational or financial or health or whatever it is but we're going through situations and seasons that seems to be knocking us down david decided that you know what i'm going to come to god for this and he said lead me to the rock that is higher than i so david recognized that you know what it has to be god the direction that I need now, the guidance that I need now, it has to come from God. So regardless of how he was feeling, he recognized that he had to push past feelings and come to what he knows. And you know what, what he knows and, and what we are supposed to know is that God doesn't change. So before the season, during the season, after the season, or situations, whatever it is, God is our constant in all of that. Seasons will change. People will change. Circumstances will change. Everything will change. The, your, your account balances will change. The result from the doctors will change. So many things are likely to change. But God is our constant. He doesn't change. He's the same and he will continue to be the same God eternal everlasting forevermore that's god and david went to him and you know david was just saying lead me to the rock that is higher than i and when we think about a rock i'm hoping that you think of it as a fortress i hope that you see it as strength i hope that that you see it as if you we even go back to to scripture when, when, when the Lord says, when the scripture says, you know, upon this church I've built, upon this rock, sorry, I've built my church and we are the church. The church is not the building. The people of God are the church. So even then scripture was saying that, you know, upon this rock, I've built my church so the gates of hell or haze will not prevail. Meaning there's a foundation that is sturdy. There's a foundation that is strong. There's a foundation that cannot be easily chiseled away. There is a foundation that is not easily shaken. 
And David was saying, you know, this rock, this, this fortress, this strength, this is what I need now. Lead me to this rock. Lead me to this place. Lead me to this point. Lead me to put me in this position where, where I am not looking at my own abilities. It is said that David was a king when he wrote this. Because if, if we go down to the to verse 6, he said, thou wilt prolong the king's life. So we know that as a king, he had he, he had that amount of power and authority and even wisdom. You know, the wisdom to lead and even courage. But David was saying, above all of what I am able to, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. And I believe that this is where we all have to be and all have to get to when these overwhelming situations come. Because the purpose of those is to frustrate us. The purpose of those is to weary us out. The purpose of those is to, is to maybe forget that we have a help or a rock that is higher than I. And so it will just... It will just Bring so much pressure and weight on us. Bury us under. But like David, I'm saying we have to remember, just as how David himself said, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. I will look to the maker of the hills. So we all have to recognize that situations are going to come at us that we can't manage. In our humanness, we cannot manage. We are all limited. And so we have to look to God. We have to see him as fortress. We have to see him as our divine refuge. We have to see him as, as, as the safe place, the safety net. If we remember, it was even Moses when Moses wanted to see God and God says, no, you can't see me. You can't see my face and live. But God said, I will hide you in the cleft of the rock. So we understand that there, there is something about that kind of rock. It's not a pebble. You know, even, even Peter's name, it means stone or rock, I believe. But whatever, whichever one is correct, it was a smaller version of. It's not the, the rock that we know. It's not the rock called Jesus. But David said lead me to that rock are we willing and vulnerable to understand and to accept that what that which we're going through is bigger than us and so it needs the bigger than god it needs the 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 the, 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 the biggest because i don't want to say bigger than and somebody believes that you know there is still a god a, a, a common god that can take that place Whatever is causing you to feel overwhelmed, know, see it as an opportunity to run into the, arm, the arms of your Savior. See it as an opportunity to go to the rock that is higher than you are, the rock that is higher than I. And you know what? For when David thought about this, I think he went back to his testimony time or his more glorious days and he was saying but god i was already in situations where i felt like how i'm feeling now but you delivered you came through this is not the first time we're feeling how we're feeling 
if you're feeling overwhelmed and burdened and unsure, this is not the first time. And if you check the track record, you would realize that there was a victory that came through that season. There was a closer relationship that came through that season. Something was birthed through that situation because you had to go to God. You, you had to close every other channel and you had to go to God himself. And David, as he reminisced and as he went down memory lane, then he said, "For you have been a shelter for me. You have been the strong tower from the enemy. In other words, David was saying, you have always been my deliverer. You've always been the one to, to take me through. As we read in the Passion Translation earlier, and I like that it said a paradise of protection to me. So you, you have been all this, not just, a, not just in one area, but in every area, in every single area you have offered, you have given me protection. You know, and it was also David who, who in another psalm spoke about, you know, just being under the, the shadow of the wings. And if we think about it in the literal sense and we think about a, a N using the, 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 the wings to cover the chicks, then we know that, that that is just coverage from head to toe. That is just divine coverage. And so when we think about paradise of protection, we know that it is all-encompassing. It is everything. This is what we call an all-inclusive protection. Where else can we get that? We can only get it from God. And so all the more reason for us to run into God. Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me when I'm held firmly in your wraparound presence. There it goes again. The shield of protection, the wraparound present, the, the presence, the wings being over us. Where we, we are well covered. We are safely hidden by God. And so we just have to go there. So I pause to just say, whatever has taken you to this place, may it direct you to God. May it take you just there. Let us not stop anywhere else, but just go straight to God. Straight to Father, straight to Abba, straight to our Maker, straight to God, the one who has heard our cries, the one who answers even before. And so we know for a fact that he will deliver us again. And David came down and he said, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever and I will trust in the covert of thy wings, your divine overshadowing. I'm, I'm going to stay in your presence because, you know, when, when we think about just tabernacle forever, I want us to even remember just just um I think it's Exodus thirty three eleven or thereabout that, that that told us that you know when, when Moses went back to the people Joshua just stayed in the in the in the presence you know he, he stayed in the tent of meeting he didn't want to leave and, and that gives us a sense of forever, just wanting to, to dwell, just wanting to stay in the presence of God. 
and and when we are there then we know that you know we we are kept in that glory we are kept in that state and so whatever is happening in the physical whatever is happening in the mental we no longer feel it whatever has been causing us to feel overwhelmed and burdened and and burned out and beaten and downtrodden and all of those words and feelings. Once we get ourselves into the presence and, and start to remember that, you know, there is a track record where God has never failed and he's not about to start failing now, then we can find ourselves. We can find back our true selves. We can begin to see that, you know what, God? You are still God and you're still amazing and you're still a deliverer. You're still a healer. You're still a rescuer. You're still my all in all sufficient God. We can see God in all his splendor. We can see God, you know, without limitations. We can begin to continually trust in him again. And we just get to that place where we just rest. We rest in the promises of God. We rest in the goodness of God. Goodness and mercies will follow us all the days of our lives, even when we feel overwhelmed. The beautiful thing about God is that he never stops. He's not, he's not dependent on our feelings. It has nothing to do with us. The faithfulness of God causes him to continue to give us grace and mercies. Grace is sufficient. Mercies are new every day. What a God we serve what a mighty God we serve. I didn't know that we would still be on this for so long. But I hope that, you know, someone is encouraged today. Someone, you know, has been reminded that, you know what? It's time now to take it to God. I've gone to other places for help. But let me go back to God. Let me just trust that God will hear and he will answer and he's going to hide me in the cliff of the rock. He's going to cause me to hold on to that rock that cannot be shaken or easily moved. And so love and blessings, you know, love and blessings. Have an amazing day, an amazing night, whatever time it is for you when you listen to this. And I trust, as I said again, that you are back to that place of being wrapped up, tied up and tangled up with God and in God. Hallelujah. Anyhow, in spite of how we're feeling, we're deciding to praise because David, at the end of this psalm, when you read to the end, you realize that David was burdened when he started, but at the end, he was able to lift a praise. I trust that you're able to lift a hallelujah where you are. Lift a praise. Hallelujah. Anyhow, love and blessings. This is your girl signing out another time. Walk good.